should we be forgiving student loans that were given by the government? Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk about exactly that, and we're going to talk about what led to this situation and why it's unethical and it's the wrong thing to do to be forgiving these student loans. You're not going to want to miss this, so let's get into it right now. This is Your Faith at Work, the show that helps you get your faith out of the church and into the world. God is on the move right now in the marketplace and culture through people just like you. You were created for influence and impact. Let's take your faith to the next level. Learn more at ryanshoward.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. Well, the Biden administration, the Biden regime, is considering very seriously forgiving student loan debt. And I've seen numbers of up to $10,000 of forgiveness. Uh, I've seen comments that it may go even higher than that. Uh, but this would cost $298 billion in this year alone. And if, if that was renewed every year, it would be $329 billion by 2031. And so, I mean, it's just, it's absurd. And there's so many things wrong with that. And I mean, we don't even need to really get into the details of what that is because it's just conceptually, it makes no sense to do this, to forgive these loans. You know, back in, I mean, how do we even get in this situation? Well, you used to be able to get a, a student loan from directly from the government or from a private lender. And I believe it was in 2010, they, under the Obama administration, they, uh, let's see, they administration, they eliminated this FFELP, which basically requires that all stu- all loans be through the direct Stafford lending program, which is, it's just basically all from the government. They're all government loans. And, what happens when you have that kind of money coming in? Well, it's no interest or low interest, and so uh, people borrow more, and they go to more expensive schools, and schools know that they can charge more, and so they don't really control costs, and so prices just inflate, inflate, inflate. Well, how much do they inflate? Well, uh, from some of the numbers I saw, in 1980, the price to attend a four-year college full-time was just over $10,000 annually, which included tuition fees, room and board, and uh, is adjusted for inflation and is now 28000 You know, that was actually not now. It's, it's higher now. But in 2019, 2020, that was up to t- over 28000 almost $29,000 per year. Look at that. That's all adjusted for inflation. That's triple. That's, that's almost exactly triple the amount. That's the cost only. Now, I work in global business, in global supply management, manufacturing. I've done negotiations. I've negotiated $50 million contracts, all these kinds of things. We always, we never talk about a price increase without a discussion on cost. <laughs> so uh, what have these schools done to reduce costs or manage costs or improve costs? Well, we don't see a lot of it. We just see a lot of discussion around funding increasing. And now we're just talking about universities here, but, you know, it's a problem for all of of education where we just see rising costs and it's really administration. We see, we're not seeing more teachers and professors coming in, but I want to focus, you know, stay focused on this university issue. But, you know, why would they, why would, why would they want to 
uh, forgive these debts was just a shiny, gimmicky thing that they can put out there to continue pushing this progressive agenda forward. And actually, uh, the more sinister thing would be just driving inflation. I mean, that's what it is. Inflation, how, how is inflation caused? It's caused by uh, putting more money into the supply, more money. So it devalues the money. That money is no longer able to buy as much as it used to be. And that's this becoming a very serious issue for the U.S. dollar. And um, I should do another episode on the petrodollar and how the dollar is so strong. It's like 70 or 80% of transactions around the world are done in the dollar. And I used to trade currencies. I still look at, I still watch those numbers and, and, and all of that, you know, trade euros and dollars and watch the, the trends and do, I did te- uh, technical training, trading and fundamental trading. And you look at the sentiment of the market and all that. And the US dollar, based on the fundamentals of the United States, should be very weak. But it's not because so many people around the world use the US dollar. And when I say fundamentals, I mean the amount of debt, the amount of foreign debt that is held. Uh, for the United States, you know, like Japan is a, is a safe haven currency that people go to in times of risk because they've got debt, but it's internal to Japan. It's not all these foreign companies. And also the Swiss franc is another safe haven currency that people go to when it's a uh, risk off market. But anyway, back to this issue, you know, I, this, I have a story that sort of demonstrates the point here, the frustration that we have back in two, I think it was 2012. Uh, I was, living in another house and and there was a young lady walking by and she was campaigning i think for obama and she was going around and talking about uh the cost of education and she was she you know we stopped and chatted for a minute and she said that she can't stand paying this 14 grand per year to go to i think it was she flew in from michigan to help she's part of some more organization and she's a student there, and she said, you know, complaining about this fourteen grand. And I said, wait, wait a minute, that's crazy. Who forced you to go to that school to pay fourteen grand? That's nuts. And she said, well, nobody forced me to go there. And I'm like, well, th- what? Well, then, wh- huh? <laughs> and I don't, I couldn't really tell if she understood the point. You know, we have a choice. We have a choice to go to a school if it's too expensive or can't afford it. Then we go to a different school. You know, you could come out of high school now making $90,000 a year without going to school. If you go into the manufacturing industry or you could be a tradesman, a journeyman, all kinds of options. Now, I mean, so this is just every person who has a loan made a choice to get a loan. And now, I understand, okay, if an emergency happened and people go into debt and, and medical things happen, and that's a whole other topic with the corruption in the medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry and self-interest and greed and all that. But specifically with education, these are all choices. It's, it's a loan that people choose to get, and they need to pay it back. It's as simple as that. Now, we may say, well, you know, uh, we have examples of people in the Bible forgiving uh, debts, and Jesus had a parable about forgiving a debt and this and that. And okay, yeah, that's fair. But you know who made the choice to forgive that? The person who would have to bear the burden of having forgiven that. And that's not the case here. You know, if somebody owes me 150 bucks and I say, you know what, don't worry about it, well, I'm the only person that's affected by that. And what they're doing here instead is saying, the government is saying, you know what, we put these policies in place, we let these costs skyrocket, 
and uh, we gave you all these loans, and we, you know, didn't really uh, make sure you could pay these back, and and didn't look at the income, future earning potential, and all that kind of stuff. But um, we're just going to go ahead and forgive those or a portion of those. But the government, it, it's not the government who bears the burden of that. It's the taxpayer, 100% the taxpayer. In fact, it's it's American citizens because of the inflation too. It's just ripping money away from the future, from our future generations. And from us now, we can see the value of the dollar declining. And so it's not the same thing. You, do you see the issue there? The person making this decision is not bearing the burden. It makes no sense. So we need to be people need to be paying those back. And and I mean, talk about fairness. Even even if this was a good idea, what about all the people that did pay them back? And what about the people that went to trade school? What about the person that said, you know what, I could get this forty grand to go to school, but instead I'm going to buy a truck and I'm uh, I'm going to buy a, a, a tractor trailer and I'm going to haul stuff. I'm going to haul uh, shipments for a logistics company instead, and they create their own business. Well, what's the difference? I mean, everybody's investing in something for future earning potential. So what's the difference? You see, this is just falls on its face. I think it's unethical. Uh, it's absurd. And it's not even... Uh, it's hard to see this in good faith, you know. I mean, it's it's sort of just another political thing that is just uh, look at this, look at what we're doing here, and it's distracting from the garbage and all the stuff that's really going on, and it's just it's absurd. And I, you know, I don't know if this is going to go through. Maybe when you're listening to this, it has already gone through. Uh, but these principles are all still the same. We we cannot. <laughs> We cannot have this, and that's why it's so important for us to be engaged as Christ followers in choosing who our elected leaders are, and when an election is stolen, <laughs> uh, not just letting it go, and we need to be holding our elected officials accountable. And when we reach out to them, I want you to know this, like if if five people or 10 people or 20 people from an elected uh, official's district reaches out to them about the same topic, like that's a big deal. Like people are not so many people are doing this, you know, so if ever if 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 we are reaching out when it matters, we can let them know what we really think we can be speaking up. You can be engaged in these kinds of things and, you know, really supporting good candidates that are not a part of the establishment and are going to be representing our interests uh the biblical interests that we that we want them to be representing and it's what they they need to be representing all of these things go back to the bible you know there's an amazing book uh, by Wayne Grudem it's called Politics According to the Bible it's a huge book it's like 2 inches thick but it's got the first part of it is about the biblical principles involved in politics and then it goes into like 70 different issues. And there are things that are, are straightforward and, and there are things that are a little more uh, ancillary where you kind of have to infer things based on several principles and that sort of thing. But it all goes back to the Bible. This is all our country was founded on the Bible. Uh, our founders were God-fearing men who, who wanted to honor God. And they set up our government with the separation of powers uh, based on what they saw in the Bible. And how it's just the best way to do it so that we could have uh, the best opportunity to have this country in this constitutional republic, which is what we have. It's not a democracy. This is not a democracy. A democracy is like uh, majority rules. You know, so if the majority of people think murder is OK, well, murder is OK. Uh, 
that, that that's a democracy. That's not what we have. We have a constitutional representative republic. So we've gotten a little off the topic here, but coming back to uh, the tuition, um, you know, I'm all for refinancing. I'm all for making things um, you know easier in whatever way we can, like uh, different terms, that sort of thing. But just forgiving this is putting it back. Uh, forgive. It's there's probably a better uh, term, uh, but it, you know that really shows what's really happening. But it, you know, all of this is just like doing this stuff out of thin air, and it makes no sense. And it's putting the burden on taxpayers and the burden on all those of us that uh, <laughs> are going to be having the dollars devalued. So hey, say no to this. It should be no. If you have a student loan or you know someone that does and this does come through, I you know encourage them to not take advantage of that. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more, go over to ryanshoward.com and make sure you get signed up on my newsletter. You'll find uh, an email from me once a week. I keep it concise. That'll help you advance your faith and set your faith on fire. Thank you for joining me and we will see you in the next episode. God bless. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and you can help spread the word by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit ryanshoward.com to learn more about living the intentional, influential, and impactful life you were created for.